Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 100, Unexplainable Peace. Sharon, can you believe it? This is our 100th episode. <laughs> wow and wow. No, I can't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem that long ago when my board asked me to consider doing a podcast and I wasn't even sure what one was. <laughs> I'd never listened to one in my life. Nicole, it's been so much fun. It has. And I am really, really looking forward to our podcast party on April 1st. It's right around the corner now. Podcast listeners, there's still barely time for you to email me either a voice clip or a written word about you, our listener. We'd so love to hear from you so we can put together a special edition podcast all about you, our other followers, and truly all about God, Mm. who has put this whole thing together and whom we depend on every single time we Mm -hmm. meet, because we never (laughs) feel repaired enough, do we? No, no. (laughs) So anyways, if you want to be a part of our podcast party episode, would you email me, please? My email is Sharon at SweetSela.org. So how about you? Do you feel like it's been a short time or a long time we've been doing the podcast? It feels like it's been a short time. This has gone so fast. I know. It's over three years. I can't believe that. I was like, wait a minute, three whole years? Yeah. Maybe like it feels like a year and a half, maybe. I know. (laughs) Time goes so quick. It does. It does. Sharon, this podcast has been such a blessing to me. It's so wild how God brought us together to do this, since this was nothing on my radar either. (laughs) I know. I know. It's a total God thing. It is. And I actually really don't like being recorded. It's terrifying. (laughs) So God has really stretched and grown me, and it's so amazing because as I prepare and pray and read the scripture for these episodes, I am growing in my own walk with God, you know? There's an accountability to teaching others and talking about God's word, and that keeps me close to God, you know? And I just, Mm -hmm. the fact Mm -hmm. that he could do all this without us, and he chooses to work through two broken, terribly imperfect women to talk about his love, I'm just... I'm in awe of him and how he uses us. Me just, too. Thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> thank and you. you said it so well. Two broken, imperfect women yeah. who inevitably show up at Word Radio feeling <laughs> underprepared. Every time. Every time. Every time. And yeah. yet the Holy Spirit steps in mm. and um, we pray, pray, pray that he makes us not say things <laughs> that we shouldn't. <laughs> yes. Please, Lord. And he always fills in our big gaps. He, he does. Just, he just does. He just does. So thank you, Father God. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I love that our 100th podcast is on the beautiful Christian attribute of peace. Mm. Love that word even. (laughs) Now the Jewish people value peace so highly that it's part of their greeting to one another when they say hello. It's shalom. So shalom is a little more than just generic peaciness. So tell me, tell me, I asked you to look up the definition. Oh, I did. It was fun. So yeah, you normally think of peace or peace be with you and it is. It's how they greet and say farewell to each other. I love that. That's so sweet. But it goes a little bit deeper than that instead of just wishing a person a lack of war or struggle, but rather shalom goes deeper according to this article I read on Christianity.com. It says it is a completeness. It's completeness. It's soundness, well-being, complete reconciliation. 
True shalom can only be found through God. I love that. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and one of the names of God is Yahweh Shalom, the Lord of Peace. Yeah. So, the Lord cool. of well-being, of wholeness. Yes. There's a soundness. sense of just being all you. Mm, you know? Yes, complete, not lacking anything, mm-hmm. just together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. So now we're going to look at some Bible passages that celebrate that special shalom peace only found in God. And Sharon, how about you start us off today? Well, I will. The first time shalom is mentioned in the Bible is in Genesis. God's just made a covenant with Abraham and is speaking to Abraham about the future when this word is first used. Hmm. So I'm going to pick up the story in Genesis 15:12 and read through Genesis 15:16. As the sun was going down, Abram, he wasn't even Abraham yet, he was still Abram at this point, fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace. Shalom. Hmm. And be buried at a ripe old age. Nice. nice. (laughs) (laughs) After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. Hmm. This is such a bizarre, weird passage. Yeah. I've had so much fun sort of looking (laughs) at it and thinking, okay, terrifying darkness to start Mm -hmm. with. Well, yeah, if you, you, God's big, right? Yeah. Abram's just this little guy. And so, of course, it's a little terrifying when God comes down and speaks. <laughs> yeah. And then what does he say? Abram has no kids. Right. And he says, your descendants are going to be enslaved for 400 years. What? I, I don't even have a child. peaceful thing to be told oh, right away. <laughs> no. So that's kind of strange. Yeah. So, but they're going to come away with great wealth, which is, of course, exactly what happened. Mm. The Egyptians were so glad when finally um, Pharaoh kicked the Israelites that's out. That right. They're like, here, take our jewelry. Take just our stuff. Go. Just go. That's so, so funny. So it exactly happened the way God said. Wow. But what an assurance to Abram that at least he's going to die in peace. Right. Shall at a ripe old age. Can I pray this prayer for me? Because I really like this. <laughs> it does sound like a rather pleasant way to go. There's some terrible ways to die, and this sounds like a nicer way to it go. It does. It does. So Abram is reassured that he at least is dying in peace, and that he will. And God's talking about the descendants like they're really going to happen. Yeah. And Abram believed that for years and years, which we're going to study that later on in one of mm. our episodes. He, he just believed it, even mm. though he had no kids and that has always just astounded me so um i'm glad he got Mm. shalom death yeah after a rather big prophecy to kind of mull over right yeah right very nice there's always peace with god in the middle of big things there is there is so now i'm going to read in numbers it is the most ancient of blessings and it's still so beautiful to read and to pray over those that you love numbers 6 22 through 27 Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Shalom. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Oh, I like this passage a little bit better. I love it. Yeah, this is a little easier to understand. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is a beautiful song that we sing in church now, too, and it's one of my favorites. It's just called The Blessing, and it's such a beautiful thing. Um, I love when God gives us rich words that we can use to 
Because sometimes you don't know what to say to your loved ones. And you want to bless them. And here's this beautiful thing to pray. Like the Lord bless you and protect you and show his favor on you and give you peace. So I need to pray that more over my children. I like this one. I do too. (laughs) We pray a blessing over our grandchildren the last night we visit all the time. They sit one at a time in between Nina and Papa. Yeah. And this would be a great blessing to pray. Good thing to send them to bed with at night. I'm almost like, oh, I'm out of stories. I'm out of songs. Just go to sleep, babies. I'm going to try this one. Try this one. (laughs) Yes. This is so good. And tell your girls just how rich Shalom is. Mm. You know, I want your full well being. Yes. His peace is going to be so much deeper than anything else you can find in this world. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I had the hardest time choosing the passages for this, Nicole, Mm. because there's so many times that Shalom is mentioned in the Bible. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) But one of them was so interesting to me that I just couldn't not do it. And it's in the book of Esther, Esther 2, 10 and 11. At, At the point that the Shalom word shows up, Yeah. Esther has been taken to the king's harem and is being prepped for her night with the king in this crazy contest who would be the next queen of persia oi how awful for these girls i mean i i I never think oh how exciting i always think this is awful that those poor girls had to do that yeah so anyways um starting at verse 10 esther had not told anyone of her nationality and family background because mordecai had directed her not to do so but every day mordecai would take a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out how esther was doing what was happening to her Hmm. Literally, what this passage means, according to my Bible, is Mordecai was checking on Esther's shalom. He was checking on her well-being. How are you? You know, not just is she living, but are you you handling this nightmarish situation? Mm. Do you still have your peace? Are you still whole? Yeah. Even with all the things they're trying to do to you to make and you attractive to the change you on the, the outside. Right. How are you inside How still? is your inside? How wow. is your shalom? You know, and that's what a true friend does. Mm. You know, you know, if you're just passing someone briefly, it's, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. I have said that <laughs> and then thought later, I just lied. I'm not fine. I'm not fine at all. I didn't have time to tell her all the things that right. happened this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just said the simple, I'm fine. Right. It's just like the standard greeting. Yeah. But when someone says, no, 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 no. How are you really? Mm. How's your shalom? Oh, that's so Then good. they're saying, I have time yes. to sit and listen to you and hear the nitty gritty. I have time to hear what inside you is roiling and is mm. making you not shalomi. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, (laughs) I love that. So when you and I get together sometimes, Nicole, I'm going to say to you, how's your shalom? (laughs) Is it feeling shalomy or not so much? (laughs) That's really good. I love that. Okay. So let's transition to the New Testament. Um, We're going to look at Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Shalom. Mm. I love it. And there's our transition. We're still in the Old Testament, but we're looking to the Prince of Peace. Right. So all that shalom from the Old Testament is wrapped up into Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. Yes. Then he came down to us and brought that peace with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then he left the Holy Spirit. With the peace inside of us. Exactly. Ta-da. That's a lovely transition Isn't of it? peace. Isn't it? Thank you, kind Lord. Of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and also, when you think of shalom as being, you know, wholeness, mm. Jesus had it. 
Yeah. We so often lose our shalom because of guilt, mm. because of unconfessed sin, yeah. because of secrets we harbor, mm-hmm. because of nasty little bitterness that's crept into our lives. Mm-hmm. All those things rob us of shalom. Shalom yeah. comes when we freely confess and are forgiven. Mm. You know, God offers it all the time. That's Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Right. He died. He took all the stuff we feel guilty about on himself and took the punishment mm. on himself so that we're free. Yeah. But as long as we're, you know, beating ourselves up about it, not confessing it, trying to hide it, there's no shalom. Oh, no. And even if we're busy, like Peter, looking at those waves, that can steal that shalom pretty quick. It sure enough The can. trials around us, we mm-hmm. need to keep our eyes focused mm-hmm. on Jesus or mm-hmm. we're going to get swept away by all that. Right, right. So he's our hero on peace because he's, he he's the one that does it right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this kind of peace can be rare because we're so prone to worry and yes. bitterness and hiding. Distraction and <laughs> all the things. So, but I've I felt it before, sometimes in the most unlikely of circumstances. Mm. I can remember being so bone-weary taking care of Dad Gamble in the midst of a trying situation, and suddenly God would swoop in in his tender mercy and remind me that I've got this. Mm. I'm carrying you. Yes. Give me the load. You do not have to carry it. And all of a sudden, there's this unexplainable peace. Isn't the situation wild? hasn't changed. Nope at all. Nope. But all of a sudden I'm reminded that I am not doing this by myself. Mm. I have God within me helping me. Mm. It's weird and wonderful and unexplainable. <laughs> unexplainable. <laughs> it really so, is. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and I, so good. I, it's funny because you feel, I feel like that those times when that deep shalom peace comes, it's usually during the harder times in life. It is. Like there's that piece of like a quiet morning with the birds and coffee. Right. Like, oh, thanks God. What a beautiful world. Mm-hmm. And then there's that deep-seated peace that you cannot manifest on your own that just washes over you, almost yes. like a warm like shower kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, we can do this. God, you've got us. Yeah. And that, yeah. what a gift that he gives it us. It is. Paul calls it the peace that passes understanding. And he is right. That's a great description yeah, of it. it is. You know? Yeah, and you can feel it in the midst of war, which mm. I did when Ray was literally at war in right. the Persian Gulf War. <laughs> right. You know, you can still feel that unexplainable peace. Oh, absolutely. And it's a gift. It's it such is. a gift. It really so, is. Oh, man. So we're going to only look at um, two New Testament examples of shalom because of time, but it's all over the New Testament too. <laughs> One of them uh, that I just love is Jesus uses this beautiful word right after he heals the woman with the issue of blood who touched the hem of the garment. Oh. So it's Mark 5, 32 to 34. So um, she's just touched his garment when I enter into the reading. But he (laughs) kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. She must have been Mm. so scared. Oh, I know, right? Oh, my word. (laughs) And instead of him being like, why are you doing this? He's Mm. like, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go mm. in peace. Go in shalom. Mm. Your suffering is over. I just love that. Not only are you healed of the, the issue of blood, you right. know, that tormented her, you're whole. Oh. You don't have to feel unclean anymore. You have made peace, made the shalom go with you. Oh, and isn't it just like Jesus to completely heal us? Yes. And we think, we she must have thought maybe it just was the issue of blood that was her her, mm-hmm. you know, ailment, but Jesus healed her in a way that she probably wasn't expecting. Yeah. 
healing yeah. from the shame. You are shalom. You are whole, sound, complete. Yep. Oh, yep. So cool. Yep. Oh, I love it. Just beautiful. <laughs> Just beautiful. So. Yeah, so Jesus used that word a lot, and so does Paul. Um, it's one of his favorite greetings and blessings to the churches that he loves. So here's an example that's repeated often from 1 Corinthians 1, 2 through 3. I am writing to God's church in Corinth, to you who have been called by God to be his own holy people. He made you holy by means of Christ Jesus, just as he did for all people everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Shalom. Mm. I've started doing this when I um, do birthdays on Facebook. I say grace and peace to you on your birthday. Because those are words Paul used over and over again. Grace, may you give it and receive it, Mm. right? Which is undeserved pardon. (laughs) So when you're giving grace to people, you're like, okay, so you do not deserve how nice I'm being to you (laughs) after the way you just treated me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Any more than I deserve the grace God gave me Mm -hmm. when I have been such a rebellious child. Mm -hmm. So you offer grace and then shalom, mm. well-being. What I want for you is wholeness. Yeah. You know, um, and oh, oh, I just love the word. I just do. So, okay. It's We're convert. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get practical now. Mm. How do we practice this Christian attribute of shalom or peace with four different categories? Mm-hmm. God, family, Christians, and non-Christians. And so we're going to talk about it with God first. How can we seek God's shalom? Mm. And I really, really think that the key is confession. I have to tell oh, you, yeah. it is keeping short accounts with God. Yes. If I have a sin between me um, and God that I have not confessed because I really am ashamed of it and I really mm-hmm. don't want to talk to him about it, <laughs> there is no peace. There is no shalom. The wholeness yeah. only comes when I am the same inside as I am outside, when yes. I am transparently me. Yes. And I've talked before about the awful African elephant story in my life, <laughs> but, but it just, that was such a stark reminder to me of what not telling a sin does for mm. you. I was in England, I'll just repeat it real quick. We were staying in a borrowed house and um, I kept wrecking things in oh, their house. That's right. So first I borrowed their car and I stripped their gears and oh, they no. needed a new transition transmission. <laughs> well, I did confess that one because how do you not confess that one? The car doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? So they fixed the transmission. They were so nice. They didn't charge me for it. They said, oh, it was going anyways, la, la, la. So the next thing I do is I open a door, which is a French door that you're just supposed to pull the knob. It's a decorative knob, not a turning knob. Oh. So I just... Instead of pulling the knob like I'd done every other time, for some bizarre reason, I thought it wouldn't turn, and I turned it so hard I broke the knob. Oh, no. <laughs> also something I needed to confess. So now <laughs> I've broken two things in one week of living in this home. <laughs> so I confess it, they fix the knob. So then the third thing that happens is the guy that had lent us his home, he was living in his in-law's home so we could have his home for yeah. this period of time when we were in England, um, had gone to Africa. And when he was there, the, the people on the missions trip had bought him these huge wooden elephants, mm. um, beautifully carved. I mean, yes. not something I can replace, okay? Because I don't yeah. go to Kenya that often. <laughs> right. So there was a daddy elephant, a mom elephant, and a baby elephant. And they were um, in their decorative fireplace in like the hearth area. Sure, yeah. So the girls and I just decided we'd do ballet in the living room. I'm not sure why. (laughs) And so we're flailing our arms and legs around. And one of us kicks over the father elephant and breaks his leg. Yep. 
So there's this broken leg of this elephant I can't replace. Yeah. And I did the wrong thing. I put the leg back on the elephant and balanced him there. Right. And I left it alone. Like nobody touched the elephant. Nobody touched the elephant. Nobody go in the living room for the entire time we're staying there. Right. I never told them. Oh. And the longer I didn't tell them, like after we went back home from England, I still yeah. hadn't told them about the elephant, the more I, I lost my relationship with the Lord. God was not happy with me. Yeah. I had b- basically lied by omission. Right, right. I had damaged their home and I hadn't told them. And a small thing, but not to God. No. No, ma'am. No. I, he, all the closeness I had with him was shadowed by the, my guilt that mm. I had not done what was right yeah. out of shame and embarrassment. It took me six months. Oh. At Christmas, I finally wrote them a letter, confessed my sin, sent them $50. I, I don't know. I mean, right, right. I know. What it's can I do? I did glue. not fly to Kenya and buy a new one. But, <laughs> um, and then I had my relationship back with the Lord. Oh, but wonderful. there was, my point is, this was a really long story. <laughs> my good. point is that if I want shalom with God, mm. I need to do the right thing. Yeah. I need to confess to him and to others that cannot be secrets. Mm. They just can't. So, oh, so that's good. my example of how to seek shalom with God. Yeah. God knows you've sinned. You might as well confess it and, and move why on. Do, why do we think he doesn't or that we can explain it away before like, well, let me just kind of like work it out in myself, God, and then I'll come to you when I think yeah. I've got, I always yeah. should I do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. even one of my daughters recently had something they wanted to confess and I could tell was bothering them. They were just so like, everything was affected by it. And as soon as they finally told me, and they just felt so much better. Mom, I feel wonderful. I'm like, yes, honey. Like, quick confession is what God wants for it us. Is. And it's kind of for our sake. It's it not. It is. It's for his benefit. Like, he doesn't get anything God out of us telling him. God is sitting on his throne. Right. Yes. <laughs> his day is continuing as normal. He wants us to have that peace, right. Right. that wholeness with him mm-hmm. that we can only have through honesty with him. Absolutely. It's for our benefit. Yep. <laughs> yes. So that's how to have shalom with God. Yes. Just absolutely. be you. Be real. Yes. And, and then when we it. have that yeah. shalom, I think it's the staying. When we find shalom right. with God, trusting right. that God can sustain that and just staying close to him to yeah. keep that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And as many times as we have to confess, which is frequent, mm-hmm. we do it. <laughs> yes. We just do <laughs> just it. Just get it so. done. <laughs> okay. Family. What happens when a family has no shalom, mm, you know? Because sometimes yeah. that happens. Yeah. So in, in my case, with just a husband at home now, um, <laughs> the things that give us shalom in the home Mm -hmm. is you know again the confession that we don't hide things from each other that we're real with each other yeah um rhythms for for ray and i Mm -hmm. we have a sunday rhythm together um we have you know our our walking every day rhythm Mm. having patterns that keep us connected and close give us shalom and um the freedom to tell each other everything there aren't secrets between us is a just a wonderful thing yeah and i want ray i want my ray to want to come home yeah, you know, I always said that. I don't oh. want to be the kind of wife where the second he gets in the door, I'm like, well, it's a good thing you're home because... Right, you know? here's the list. And he's like, and now I'm leaving. Right. <laughs> this is not fun. Right. <laughs> I, want, I want home to be where he wants to be. Mm. And that means creating an atmosphere of peace where he's safe. Yeah. Where he's not worried every time that he's going to be berated they because be he's not perfect. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So that's mine. How about you? How do you, with family? I think I need to get shalom. a poster say, Shalom in the home. I really love that. Oh, <laughs> you 
say? I That's so like cute. Shalom yeah. in our home. Yeah, I had asked Josh, I said, what do you think, like, what are good things that we do or what can we do when things feel unpeaceful in our home? And he's like, that slowing down, you know, taking things out of the schedule again because we're in the thick of it with little ones where you yes. can just keep adding things to the schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a quick little thing here and just this night a week. And then all of a sudden it feels like there's hurry. And there's no time for that piece. So slowing down, making sure we have family dinners. Yes. Do you know how many things pop up at family dinners, even if they're fairly short ones over frozen pizza, that Mm -hmm. the kids will tell me about their day and those, it it gives space for those moments for good conversations. And that's the key. And that's when that peace comes after the kids have confessed or we've talked about a big issue or something. So for us slowing down and then we are... We have a few rhythms set up. We're trying to get more with the kids because those are so helpful to have a, a schedule or a pattern or rhythms that we can look, all look forward to, you know? Like, oh, yeah. this is when we all get to rest and catch up on it this time, so. Right, right. I think they're important. I yeah, do. absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, third category is Christians. The church needs to practice shalom as well, and yeah. we can be really <laughs> bad about that sometimes. Why are we so bad at it? <laughs> but part of that is quick confession again with yeah. other fellow with believers. Other. Yep. And... Um, Letting people be them, I think. You know, part of shalom, mm. a wholeness, is uh, is being you, not yeah. having to put on. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. So if, if I have a problem, I should be able to share it. Yeah. And sometimes church can feel like the least safe place to share because you feel like you have to be perfect, right. which is totally the opposite of what church is supposed to be. I know. It's supposed <laughs> to be the place where you can be real. And you can confess I'll never forget, Nicole, we were at, um, it was a little house church we were going to when Ray was stationed at Fort Devens. Um, and we were we had the sermon, and then we had table talk afterwards. People sat at tables and talked. Oh. And this lady was shaken like a leaf. Oh. And, and she said to us, she said, I need prayer right now because I need a fix so badly, and I'm here, and I'm trying to kick drugs. Oh, my god. Okay, so that's real. Yeah. That's not wearing your pretty dress and talking no. about Jesus and hiding loves it all, right? <laughs> so we did. We laid hands on her. We prayed that, you know, that the cravings would go away. Yeah. That's... That's her being able to be herself yes. and feel safe enough to say it. And I think church at its best is when we do that. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I was thinking, too, just being able to be there to help and comfort in times of trouble. Because yes. God comes to us with that shalom in times of trouble and uh-huh. crisis. Uh-huh. And if we as Christians are available and willing to help fellow Christians during times of yes. hardship... That's a great way to be Jesus to them and help them find that shalom. If they're in the middle of a big storm, mm-hmm. speaking God's mm-hmm. peace into their life yeah. and being yeah. able to actually physically help them with things that are... I love it. Like yeah. laying hands on her and praying for her. That was a help. That right. was a help. Right. It was an yeah. actual yeah. thing to do. And when we're doing like meetings and things like that, and we're leading them, especially not to be so rushy and bris- yeah. brusque, mm-hmm. I think that's the word, brusque, that we don't create that peaceful atmosphere. Right. You know, and I know with our team meetings, one thing that I think is huge is we start with not just, okay, Lord bless the meeting quick, we got to get going. Right. We start with a devotion. We start with an attribute of God. We start with praise. Mm -hmm. We spend, you know, 15, 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes just honoring God. Mm. And that sets to me the shalom tone that we need, that it's not all about us and the stuff we got to get done. Right, and we there's breaks throughout it too, where we even pray more. We pray so there's these, more. We've created right. space for the shalom. Right. Because when they're stopping right. to pray, it is such a okay. 
Catch your breath. Yeah. Hi, God. Thank you that you did yeah. this. Because yeah. we could so easily bust through the agenda. Oh, my goodness. Without having to be like, uh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Church should be a place of prayer. Absolutely. And meetings should be a place of prayer. Christians do life differently. Yes. The more we pray, the more we stop and be with God, the more we get done. Mm. Our oh, board yeah. meeting does that, too. We have so much to cover in a board meeting, but we spend the first 45 minutes in prayer. That's so good. And amazingly the rest <laughs> all happens it does. because we've we've come to a point of worship and quiet right so anyways that's how we do it with christians i think and lastly what about non-christians how do we show shalom um, mm. to non-christians and the best i could come up with there was my home yeah. i want my home to be a place where strangers can come and immediately feel like i want them there yeah. Where, you know, people will be like, should I take off my shoes? And, it, and it's okay if you're the kind of person that makes people take off their shoes. <laughs> right. That but doesn't mean you're unshallowing. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> but I like to say, uh, no, you know, and stick them on the furniture if you want. You right. know, be you. Yes. Be you here. Yeah. And here's the fridge. Open it up. Grab what you need. Yeah. You know, I just want that kind of atmosphere where they're not afraid to touch things. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? That does make it more comfortable. Yeah. To come in and what do be. you think? What are some other ways to show shalom to unbelievers. Yeah, they they're watching us more than ever. They've always been watching us. Mm-hmm. They do and I mm-hmm. think how we handle difficult times in crisis, how we we're going to we're going to freak out or need your reaction. Oh no, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But how we recover and how we allow that shalom to abide in our hearts and then yes. shine out I think is yes. huge. Yes. Like okay, everyone's freaking out, but that lady's not freaking out. Why is she not freaking yeah. out? Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. Jesus. It and is. I think living yeah. out that peace is such a great testimony it to them, is. you know? It but is. being brave enough to show that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's lovely. I remember a man that died recently in our church and our pastor said um, he was trying to comfort the doctors. The doctors are like, we're so sorry. There's nothing else we can do for your cancer. And he's like, it's okay. Don't worry. You know, I mean, why? Because he knew where he was going. And that, honestly, the end of life can be an incredible time to show Shalom. Yeah. Because we know we're stepping out of these broken bodies and we're walking into heaven. Wow. Man. So I'm ho- I hope I really do death well. Someday. I know. You should start <laughs> praying now for it. <laughs> Lord, prepare me for death yeah. well. Because I also <laughs> pray for the Abraham death, which yes. is dying at a ripe old age with shalom in my heart. Yeah. But if good. I'm in the hospital dying of cancer, help me to have some shalom. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, it is time to pray. So let us let us pray. Oh, Father God, how I praise you that you are the God of shalom, Mm. that you offer us wellness, fullness, healing, um, total peace within us because there's a way to deal with the yuck. You take it. You cleanse us. You make us free. Thank you so much, Lord God. This week, Father, when any one of us feels frazzled and hurried and crabby, would you just breathe shalom into us? It's a gift of the Spirit, Lord. Peace is a gift and a fruit. And I just pray that that fruit would blossom in each one Mm. of us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, Sharon, how I want my children and family to experience shalom in their lives. I want to walk in it myself, too. How about you, listeners? Any ideas on how to think differently about shalom, the unexplainable peace? What can we do to increase shalom? We'd love to hear from you. Write us about shalom. Send us your voice clip or email telling us who you are 
and how you discovered our podcast and what you like about it. Tell us how we can improve it. We really want to hear from you. Pray for our podcast party on Saturday too, please. We want it to honor God and all he has done. We're so grateful God chose us, two average women, to study the word with you. And speaking of that, come back next week for episode 101, Practicing Patience. Oh boy, I know I'm going to learn a lot from this one. (laughs) Until then, shalom, friends. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.